0: Welcome to Detox to Rehab's True Stories of Addiction podcast series. Today's guest is Matter, as he shares his story of recovery. I uh, was born to an alcoholic and a heroin addict mom and tweaker father. I had a heroin addict stepmom. I had this internal condition that told me that I was not good enough. I never f- could express it that way, but I was, there was something off about me from the very start. I needed to feel attention and be validated f- that I was worth something. The first few years of my life that I can remember, like I always felt like I wasn't good enough. I always felt that I was unwanted. Like I was a burden, I was just a paycheck for my dad because my dad got welfare. It was like a really like fucked up life. I was not using drugs or anything, but like I was in that behavior, throwing rocks at cars and Getting in trouble with the law, shoplifting at five, six years old. My mom went to prison. My stepmom, I should say, because um, she raised me since I was four years old. Um, she was the only mother that I really knew. And I like I started just acting out. I started ditching school. I started to not do my homework. All I cared about was like making my dad extremely mad, and just being a very defiant person. But then like when I was like fourteen, fifteen years old, like I was ditching on a regular basis. My mom's out now and. I'm fighting her. I'm like, I'm not trying to be a good kid anymore. I don't care anymore. And I smoked weed I think the first time when I was like 15 or 16. I put like seven different liquors into like one huge cup. Like for me, drinking never was like a real problem. I could drink or I don't, I didn't have to drink. It wasn't like, a necessity. When I was 18 years old, I had this, like, lingering thought like that I've had my entire life. Why did my biological mom leave me? So I went to Minnesota and I met her. And it was a experience that I think helped me get closer to my disease. Because when I got back from Minnesota from meeting her, my dad accused me of being high on meth. I had no idea what this stuff did to you, but I was on a mission to find it. Um, It did exactly what it was supposed to do. Being high, like having a social life, means talking for 17 hours about nothing, going in circles. And it's like, for me, like, that was my reality, right? But then, like, I started to get consequences from the beginning. Got arrested the first time when I was 19 or 20. As soon as I got released, I don't care. I'm still gonna get high because it's doing what it needs to do. It's my solution. And so, like, I did that. And then I got down to, like, 130 pounds. And I'm six foot four. And my stepmom died, so I just hit it really, really hard. She died from this disease as well. I wasn't sober when she died, you know, like she saw me in my disease. But then, like, I had an opportunity to come to Arizona. I was in jail for a year after my fourth felony, my third violation on probation. I was running out of tools to cope with life. My probation officer found out that I was getting high. She she told me I have two options, get sober or go to prison for six years. I thought that I could do this, because I'm not a drug addict. That's how delusional I was then, was that I really thought that I could control this, that I got it figured out and it's gonna all work out. But then like, I tried to get sober, because you have to have a, a clean drug test to get into the treatment center that I went to. And I was like, yeah, I can't stay sober for 15 minutes, much less three days. And so, like I, I detoxed at home. It took me two weeks to like, to muster up two days. Right before I went into treatment, I had no money. I had nobody. No one wanted anything to do with me. I was just completely hopeless. I had no friends, nada. All I had was some meth bong water, um, and I, uh, I filled six syringes up. with, they have these little fibers in the water, and they were in the needle. And instead of wasting it. I was like, fuck fuck it, I'm just gonna shoot it up and like, and that was that moment of clarity for me. That maybe, just maybe, that I was a drug addict. It was the most terrifying thing. I am my parents, 20 years later. And so I went to treatment by myself on a bus, throwing up on the bus at 5 a.m. and like, it was the most horrific feeling ever. I did what they told me to do. I did, I got a sponsor. I did the steps and like, I started to feel better. And But like 60 days, I started to feel a little bit of relief. And in three months, it was good. I told myself, if this doesn't work in six months, I'm getting loaded again. I'm about to have six years in like a week. And I've walked through a lot in my sobriety. I've lost 17 people in three years and from heroin overdoses. And like, you can stay sober through anything, um, no matter how hard, How impossible it feels at times that I just can't make it through it for me like I get to be present for that life today even if I'm in absolute misery I'm present for it today I get to it gets to be a part of my story I get to walk through this because it's gonna show somebody else one day that there's absolutely no reason to get loaded anymore because we're losing people in the millions now and we're in the hugest epidemic in world history it's do or die you know and it's like for me like I'd rather sit in this chair and be an example and walk through whatever I gotta walk through than to ever pick up again because picking up again is for me to die and for me like that is not my solution it no longer serves its purpose like for me I can't get loaded even if I wanted to today because I know that there's a better way and there's a new life out there and as long as I continue to stay in this bubble and i continue to find the balance and find my truth and embrace the person that i am instead of what i should and could be like i'm gonna be okay thank you for listening please join us next week as we share more true stories of addiction